April is the founder, project manager, and development leader of Thugs.Fi, one of the fastest growing AMMs and yield farms on Binance Smart Chain. He joined us on the podcast for an AMA, answering our community's questions. Welcome to episode one of the BSC News Podcast, an AMA with 8-Ball Thug. Eight ball, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yep, and uh, you know, I imagine you guys are pretty busy with everything that Thugs is putting out right now. Do you want to get into that at all, or should we jump into the questions? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been about two months since we started. Two months and a few days, and uh, it's been nonstop, pretty much work. So. We're just still moving forward and doing our thing and we keep building and the team is expanding and I think things are going pretty well right now. But yeah, if you want to shoot into the questions, I'm ready. Yeah, because really, I think what you just said goes into our uh, our first question that we got on Twitter, which was, did your original project scope include everything you know, that you guys have been doing and everything that's been developed already or, or has has the project morphed over time? So it's actually kind of funny because I remember sitting in the team chat room on Mattermost, like in the first week or two, when all we had was thugs. And we were like talking about how we're going to create this farm where you can earn drugs and guns and all this other, all these other tokens. Right. And I'm, like as we're talking about this, I'm like, like can we can we really do this? Like, is this going to be possible? And like, will will we be will we be able to sell it to the the Binance Smart Chain community? And like, I didn't have any doubts that we had the skill to do it, but I was just like, is this the route we're going? Right? And I mean, this had it had always been the plan to do this. Uh bring the trap house in and do farming. But I didn't know how serious we were about that. It, it seemed more like just an idea that had been floating around. But once development started on that and it happened, it was pretty amazing to see it actually all like come about and become a reality from an idea. But to answer your question, yeah, like when we came into this, we had some pretty straightforward plans, which was, release thugs, release a farm, release an AMM, move into NFTs and release a game. And we're pretty much towards the NFT area right now. So that should be coming up here in the next, over the next month or two. But yeah, gotcha. I mean, there's, there's been some morph, I guess, you know, like as a as a startup project especially in crypto you have to be you have to be willing to pivot a little bit and placate to the community because you can think you have the best idea in the world and everyone else could think it's stupid so <laughs> it, yeah and so there's, as a, there's a so there's a question i want to add on to this question which you made me think of when you were talking there is 
how long did it take you guys to go from the first conversation to Thug's token being on Binance Smart Chain? Like, what was the, the time frame in there? Right. It was probably about, honestly, from the moment we actually decided, like, hey, we're going to build a project. It was probably a matter of two weeks. Uh, so I think October 1st was our launch date. So September, October, September, probably around mid-September is when we actually said, okay, let's do this, right? And probably even longer before that, uh, we were all hanging out in our normal chat rooms that we usually did. And we had all spoken about like, hey, like, why don't we, why don't we try to make something over here? and DeFi, but it was more of just like one of those ideas that would just float around and no one would really acknowledge it but the moment we actually said yeah like we're gonna go build this and and then the team came together i think there was 10 of us initially uh it was about two weeks it took us to launch thugs so from mid-september to yeah october 1st you know i think uh something that that in my opinion, that got, you know, thugs recognized was like, you know, I was looking at all the different yield farms on Binance Smart Chain or whatever on the website. And I always look into them and I'm always just like, up oh, another one where you can maybe farm it for a day and then there's no value, right? Like they're, they just get repeated over and over again. But I was looking yeah. at how, I was looking at how the thugs token itself worked. And it's like, oh, here's something finally different that's interesting, right? Like eco- the economics of it are are real interesting here. Um, yeah. The, and so I know someone is, like the burn ahead. is super interesting. I think it sells on a lot of people. And at first, it was well, not at first. Still to this day, you know, people who don't know about it, they they get kind of pissed. But once you find out and figure out what's actually going on with that burn, it's it's kind of like okay, like this is pretty rad. That's yeah, the reason we like, can fund our project. <laughs> yeah. And then also from, uh, you know, if you provide liquidity with it, uh, you're just growing a BNB share is what you're doing, right? So Thug's token can drop in price and your LP value is not getting all that impacted. Because uh, I've been, in, you know, I've been watching it for, shoot, four to six weeks now. Time in crypto seems to pass really fast, right? So <laughs> Yeah, these last two months has seemed like a year. But actually, too, just just so you know, that's kind of one of the problems we're trying to solve in BSC and the DeFi spaces. So the problem is that DeFi yield farms are growing at a rapid pace, and not only on the Binance Smart Chain, but if you go over to Ethereum, you'll see there's just like so many yield farms. And how do you choose which yield farm, right? Yeah, it's hard to ret- it's hard to retain users because we're all competing against each other. But the way we solve that problem is we we create a pretty bitchin' brand, which we have. Like Thugs is, I don't see another brand that can really compete like with originality and uniqueness. And by creating that brand, uh, it gives us gives us people who want to join the project and and be loyal to it. Cause it's not only just like a, a brand, it's like our brand is like family. Like you could talk to anybody in the thugs community. They feel like they're a part of a family. Right. And that's, that's kind yeah. of the 
uniqueness of our brand there. It's not just like, hey, check out these cool drawings and these sweet logos. Like our brand, it it, it goes all the way into the community where we're all like, we're almost all living like thugs, right? We we all feel like we're actually thugs. It's a yeah. it's larping. It's it's a lot of larping involved, but it's more than just like, oh, here's another yield farm where you can earn some tokens and kind of have fun with it because it's food or something. Yeah, and um, that was another thing early on, which the the marketing, right, is so the tokenomics are interesting. the The whole platform to me is like was was to me was the first time i saw him, i'm like this is hilarious right i'm like this is just really funny <laughs> i'm using thugs to earn drugs i can get some <laughs> hoes with like, it's just hilarious i'm like this is fun i'm having fun with it you know and then the marketing hits twitter and it's let's thugify cz right yeah. like <clears throat> was that your idea or did that come out of what uh, the team someone else on the team because that that obviously got him paying attention to it Right. Yeah. So, so like early on, I had the first character that we had uh, drawn up by an artist was Eight Ball, my character, and I I recognized the success I had from that character. And basically, what I did there was, I just lived him. I became Eight Ball. Right. So it wasn't just like, here's this cool cartoon. Check him out. He's a character. It was like, hey, here here's fucking Eight Ball, and I'm Eight Ball, and you can interact with me, and Basically, I, I ran a few contests of my own, just personally, uh, paid out of my own pocket, some contests for drugs and thugs. And that was through Twitter with my eight ball character. And I saw the success I had from that. And it wasn't me. I don't think I came up with the idea of Thugify CZ, but we did recognize him acknowledging our existence in that first video ama he did where he said uh thugs is a pretty interesting project so yeah, we kind of already pretty funny actually yeah, we kind of, kind of already <laughs> had his attention there too so after the i believe the eight ball Halloween contest ended we decided to run another contest and it was thugifies cz and if i could remember who came up with that contest i would definitely give them props but <laughs> there's no way i'm going to remember that <laughs> Yeah. And so I want to jump into the next question, um, which is kind of a good offset to this question, which is, do you have any regrets with anything with the project so far? Oh, so, I mean, there's an, the obvious regret, which is I really do regret uh, locking our initial liquidity into BSC swap uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, the reason we did that, it's funny because he ended up being the worst out of all of them, but uh, the reason we did that is because he was the only platform that had a working test net. And we were looking at locking our liquidity into PancakeSwap initially, but they didn't have a working test net. And so we went with BSC Swap. And I do regret that but at the time we couldn't have known that it would have ended up this way so it's more like hindsight than regret i guess yeah there's um, nothing you could do about it right so yeah another thing i would i don't regret this but it, it's just an more of like a cautionary note for anybody starting a project is 
like really think about the people that you're bringing in as co-founders and and really think about whether or not they're going to work out because internal issues i've seen internal issues in teams ruin projects and we've been lucky enough to have a solid team here not to say that there hasn't been any internal conflicts but we're man enough and human enough to figure out solutions to any kind of problem internally but it, it does make things harder so it's not really a regret but just a note of caution there is really think about who you want to bring into the team okay um uh, that makes a any lot of other sense. regrets i guess my biggest regret is not doing <clears throat> it sooner honestly <laughs> Yeah. I mean, were you kind of wanting to do a project of some kind for quite a while? Well, it's just been, we, we work on other blockchain projects. We all do. And we have one main project we've all kind of worked on for the last two or three years. But the last two or three years has just been a boring shit storm. And I can weather these storms and there's people out there also who can weather these storms and bear markets are not fun i mean you you can you can have fun and you can meet some rad people and it shows strength to have the ability to make it through a bear market but it's not fun and to be honest it got to a point where i'm like okay like this is kind of just boring actually it's not like i'm still working on blockchain but it's boring to me like what is exciting so yeah it, it was that was more along the lines of like don't you want to have fun here dude like <laughs> it it's hard to build a bitcoin fork um, yeah i cryptocurrency <laughs> you know and i have talked to theo about this even and he's like wow like because he does c plus plus and he's worked on all kinds of bitcoin co-based projects before and those code bases and those those directory folders there's so many there's so many files and so much code to make all of that run the beautiful thing about solidity and like ethereum and the binance smart chain is you're just building on top of that blockchain so it's like these contracts that you see it's like barely any lines of code and a lot of it is standard so the Uniqueness does come into these contracts and there is like original code in there, but a lot of it is literally just like you're building on top of the blockchain. So you're not doing literal like blockchain work. Mm -hmm. So I know that Theo loves that. He's like, dude, he's like, I can like code, code a contract in like two hours when it used to take me freaking weeks and days to do blockchain development. So, uh, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know how I got, okay. don't know how I got there, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. Um, <laughs> so here's a good, here's a good question. And this is something I've been wondering too, is, is there any future yeah. plans that you could tell us that involve the thugs token itself at all in terms of like, it's going to, you know, have some additional purpose, you know, in the ecosystem. So we, just basically not like too detailed but we are looking into doing 
hose staking for thugs, which that's not really a use case for thugs. It's more of another use case for drugs. Um, you know, nothing that I can say that isn't going to give a lot away. Okay, so fair enough. I'm going to say no to that. <clears throat> yep, that's a perfectly fine answer. Um, well, so this leads into this one. Is there any other projects in the pipeline for host staking, at least that you could talk about now, I guess? Yeah, actually, as we record this uh, podcast, Theo is probably releasing uh, the BHC host staking. Okay. So that is awesome. the, I'm looking it up. Yeah, the Billion Happiness uh -huh. project. So we already have the yield farm for them, and they did allocate some BHC for hose staking. And I'm checking right now to see if that's actually up already. No, it's not. No, so that should be up within the hour though. And then we are also looking at adding thugs hose staking. So we're gonna use some of our own token thugs for hose staking. Um, some other projects oh, from like we are the treasury, talking. basically. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And it's gonna it's gonna actually be a really good pool uh, where you can earn quite a few thugs. Um, we are talking to Nar Narwhal. They've been a partner of ours for a while now. We've had Narwhal liquidity provider uh, farming, and we initially, even before we released Street Swap, the highest yield farm on Trap House was the narwhal pairs from their amm so that's actually we've given where them... i that's where i had my liquidity was uh on narwhal <laughs> right so did i a lot yep. of people did and we had pancake yeah. swap also but we gave them the lion's share of the apy to narwhal because they are pretty good partners but <laughs> that partnership has been extended and this has actually been a deal that we've been talking about for a while it just hasn't come to fruitation until now and this could be within the next day or two as well. But uh, we're going to be doing hose staking for NAR. So they're going to allocate 120,000 NAR tokens to us. So there will be hose staking for NAR. And then we are going to be giving them, I think, around 40,000 drugs for staking in their farm. I'm not hmm. sure what they're going to use for staking, either gold or NAR or something. I'm not sure. Um, we're also talking to um, Ditto Money. So we've been working through a somewhat of an agreement with them over the last week or two. And it sounds like we are coming to some sort of conclusion there. So hopefully there will be some news coming out about that. We are also talking to... Let me see here. I got like a little list. Uh, we're in talks with StableX Swap. There's nothing that is determined yet, but we are talking to them. We are talking to... <laughs> I got like a little list here. I'm trying to look through it. Uh, so the short there's... answer was yes. <laughs> yeah, the short <laughs> answer is yes. Uh, we are still partnering <laughs> with Beefy. Um, they are, they're my favorite partners. 
up to this point. They're pretty rad guys. Uh, I love the developers over there. They're super legit. Uh, we're looking into a different kind of partnership with them. So I'm not going to give any details on that, but it's going to be something new, hopefully. And I've actually brought them into our team chat so they can talk directly to Theo and work something out there. And then another guy we've been ta we've been talking to, uh, there's no deal made or anything, and I'm not sure if a deal is going to be made, but I do like this guy. He seems like a pretty legit guy the A cryptos guy and he's gotten some flack over the last few weeks because of that whole pancake swap thing, syrup gate or whatever. But to me, he seems like a pretty legit guy and I kind of like his project. I'm not endorsing it or anything, but I, I do like the guy. So we are talking to him and possibly more partnerships there. And then I do, I do like B liquid still. Uh, they are a current partner and I like them and hopefully we can, think of something else to do with them in the future as well. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so now I want to steer us into, I'm, I'm going to get, here's, here's a, a Bethany question. Actually, we got, that's where we'll go next. Um, sure. So, <laughs> and, and I just went ahead and quoted her straight from Twitter. Uh, so I've, here's what she said. I've already seen East and West Lord of War staking on testnet. What's the NFTs going to be? <laughs> so I've spoken on this a little bit. And basically, in my mind, and this is not decided on either. And it kind of it, it relates to your earlier question in regards to, you know, pivoting and morphing the project as we go along. So Theo calls this modular. And I just use basic bitch terms because I'm not a developer. Uh, Basically, uh, <laughs> yeah, read the question one more time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're good. So I've already seen East and West Lord of War staking on Testnet. What's the NFTs going to be? Right. So, I guess, so now the, NF yeah. the NFTs, there's going to be a, a bunch of different NFTs in my mind, like how it works, right? So we're going to have... We're going to have NFTs for sale by community artists, which you kind of already see some of these floating around. Um, Bakery Swap just released their NFT marketplace, and you've seen some people release thugs, NFTs over there. So these these are kind of the things I'm talking about as far as artists goes. And this is less of less, less... On the lesser end, we don't we don't for sure want to do this. It, it all really depends on how these other NFT marketplaces end up. But ultimately, if we do do it, it's going to be an, a marketplace where artists can come and submit thugs related NFTs. Uh, we don't want to do like a marketplace where it's like, hey, here's my digital art or anything. It's really just thugs related NFTs from community artists. So you're going to have that vertical basically right there for NFTs. And then you're going to have um, official thugs NFTs for sale by commissioned artists and approved by the thugs team. So right now we have our art director, Horn Solo, and he's he's contacting a bunch of artists and he's working with various artists to see who we ultimately want to hire to create these official thugs NFTs, which are 
released by the team. And to add to that, it's, you know, it's going to be pictures or uh, moving digital art, but also the ultimate goal there is to create some kind of comic book series, which is also an NFT, right? So you, you, you can buy uh bugs hmm. version one whatever nft comic book and there's only going to be so many of these things minted so the comic book series is one of the bigger goals there but that's just artwork right so we're just talking in regards to artwork there but we also have nfts for in-game items so i've mm -hmm. pointed this out a few times uh, there's something called crypto zombies and any, anyone really can go over there and see and learn a little bit of solidity and you might need some technical background. I wouldn't go do it if you're like not somewhat savvy in tech, but if you do that, uh, crypto zombies tutorial, you'll see that the way that you can create in-game items and represent them on the blockchain is traits. So you see it in CryptoKitties already, and you, you can see it in that new project that just released on BSC, Alpalka or whatever. So the, the way that they have different colored cats and other animals like that is it's literally represented by a string of letters and numbers in on the blockchain. And each string of letters and numbers represents a specific trait. So stripes, right, is a specific stripes as a trait in one of these blockchain animals, cats or alpaca. Um, a stripe is represented by a certain string of letters and numbers in these contract codes, right? So, mm -hmm. and you can have multiple strings in there in each contract so if you have multiple and you mix those together it creates new traits it's pretty crazy how this whole thing works the reason i bring that up is because our in-game item nfts <clears throat> they're all going to be on the blockchain so for instance let's say you have your character that you create with the avatar builder and sorry i may have just spilled some beans there too many but Let's say you create your thug character and he's a naked character at first, right? Now you need to start dressing him with what? Clothes and gangster gear and accessories. Uh, how do you do that? We don't want to just be like, oh, here's the shop where you can add shirts to your guy, right? We actually want people to have NFTs to add to their freaking avatar. So you go, this is going to answer your question there, is you go and the original idea is you stake your guns into Gang West or Gang East um, contract. And by doing that, you receive NFTs for that, that faction, right? So mm -hmm. you have, if you want to choose West Side, you're going to stake your guns into the West Side and you'll start receiving West Side NFTs. So maybe West Side shirts, right? Like an NFT shirt, which is, and again, these items can be, infinite we can make infinite we can mint infinite shirts right or we can mint uh limited amounts of these shirts so these items they're going to be uh they're going to be ranked on a level of rareness 
and these items are going to be able to be sold in our thugs marketplace right mm-hmm. alongside those other nfts i was mentioning earlier uh community artist nfts and thugs nfts by the thugs team so the in-game items, there's going to be infinite amount of these. We can create whatever we want, and it's going to be a big, big uh, undertaking for any artist we hire. And then the last vertical there is uh, mining boosters. So um, staking boosters, farming boosters. And again, the way to receive these NFTs is going to be the same as staking guns into gang west or gang east but we've come up with some other ideas in the past week or so and what we do want to do is add something to that staking either burning guns to stake which i think had already been the plan so when you stake your guns into gang west or gang east you're going to burn a portion of your guns so i just want to is this the first time this is publicly heard would you say <clears throat> some of these more um, detailed plans on the game i've posted about these ideas it was the first time i mentioned the avatar builder that is going to be basically the mvp of our game which is mm. build your avatar and then gotcha. from there we're going to expand into the actual game um i do so want to add guns all right go ahead i want to add like we're looking for various ways to uh use our other tokens for these nfts as well so it might not just be hey stake your guns into gang west gang east and burn guns in doing so to earn nfts it might be like okay stake your guns into gang west gang east burn guns but also you need to deposit drugs over here to initiate the staking and when you do that, you're actually burning those drugs. It's not like you don't, you're not going to get those drugs back. Right. So to initiate the staking, maybe burn these drugs and then your staking is initiated. And then maybe from there to claim an NFT, like let's say you're staking and then you receive an NFT that we release. So to claim that, you know, you might have to additionally burn drugs or some other token like cred. So. I'm really looking for ways to um, keep the supply of drugs down. We do have some functions in the contract that allow us to reduce the emissions of drugs, but I kind of want to look for methods aside from technically doing it. So, you know, burn drugs to do this. And and we kind of already have done that in a sense with the VIP chat room on Telegram. You have to burn drugs to become a member there. But it's not automated. Um, I'm kind of trailing off right here, but I don't want to lose this thought because it's kind of interesting and fun. Uh, we may be releasing a page on the Trap House or Street Swap or our regular website, tra- uh, thugs.fi. And basically, if you if you had already done it, uh, the upgrade button on Trap House where you had to upgrade drugs version one into drugs version two. We, we simplified that process. It was pretty easy. So you just go to the trap house, you go to the upgrade tab, you click, click upgrade to drugs version two. And what it did is it automatically sent your drugs version ones to a burn address. And then it used your transaction hash to send your new drugs to you. So we automated that entire process. And 
when I did that, I was like, wow, like this is pretty rad. We can use this for something else. And my idea is we're going to use a similar process. So we'll have a page on one of those websites that I mentioned. And you'll be like, okay, join VIP, right? And you can click the join VIP button. What it's going to have you do is burn some of your existing drugs, version two. And um, after you burn those drugs, it'll release the VIP chat room link to you. So then you can join the, the chat room. I'm trying to automate that whole process and, and gamify it and make it fun instead of having the moderators do it. And uh, uh, Yeah, that, that's awesome. And I, I do agree, like from an economic standpoint, you know, if you decrease emissions, you're just also lowering yield simultaneously, right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a really fine balance that we deal with here. And so it is frustrating when people are like, "Oh, win this, win that. Why dumping? Why that?" And I'm just like, dude, like the moment we disappear and stop building, that's a moment you can be like, "When? Why?" And how right like but at this yeah. moment we're still building like i'm throwing money at this thing <laughs> from my own pocket why why would i do that like because i because i want to be cool or something no i'm not, i'm actually building something here and, and i'm trying to build something fun for everybody no yeah and um so i want to i'm going to push you into this into the game a little more and we'll see how far how far you let this go but yeah. We actually got a question from a writer um, at BSC News, which is, any hints on how the game is going to be? Um, you know, of course, I'm picturing Grand Theft Auto, right? Um, <laughs> or or some, you know, I don't know if, if is it Decentraland meets Grand Theft Auto, you know, and I don't know if you're going to comment on this whatsoever. Um, but think, I, I got to ask the question, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You could think that, and I, I would love to sit here and be like, yeah, it's going to be exactly like this, this and that, but I'll just tell you what we've been thinking about and things that have crossed our mind. And yeah, it's something along the lines of Decentraland mixed with Grand Theft Auto mixed with um, like battle bots, right? Like we don't want it to just be like, here, oh, here's a world. Now go build a house and, you know, like create some kind of like gambling game inside your house and all this other stuff. Yeah, the Thug, like, the no, thug Sims Casino. <laughs> right. Like I, I'm thinking like, like okay here's the world the thug's world or whatever and here's your guy that you built your avatar and here's his accessories that you've put on him now go out into the world and i mean if you're a thug and you're wearing a bunch of east side clothing and you're walking around in this world and you see some west siders like they're not just going to look at you right like in in the real world something's going to go down and in the game world something has to go down because they're thugs they're huh. they hate each other the east the west right so like what needs to go down though like these guys need to be able to attack each other somehow so i think <laughs> there needs to be i think there needs to be fighting i think there needs to yeah. be player versus player versus player battling right so maybe Maybe not just, and so I get into the idea of, I don't know if you've ever heard of RuneScape. It's a really old game from like 2002, 2001, but it's one of the largest massive online role-playing games is what they call it. 
but they have this concept where okay <laughs> excuse me you can attack other players and you can battle other players now originally when they created this game the entire world was uh free for all unless you were standing inside a bank or like a safe a safe zone so they had a few safe zones but the majority of the world you could just go and attack someone so let's say there's someone over here mining gold or something with you know in like a, a gold mine and you're here with your sword and you come along and you're like, well, screw this guy. And you start attacking him and you kill him. So anything he's holding in his inventory, you, you get to take. Aside from three items, they allowed you to keep three of your most precious items. And it was based off the price of the items, right? So they changed that, though, to where they created this wilderness. They called it the wilderness. And you could go out into the wilderness. And when you were in the wilderness, that's where you could attack other players freely. And they even created like a system where it's like the deeper you are into the wilderness, like level 52 wilderness. So now if you're in level 52 wilderness, you're able to attack anybody. Let's say you're like a level 55 in combat. So now you can attack anybody that's 52 levels higher than you and 52, level, uh, 52 levels lower than you. But if you're in level 20 wilderness, it, that is only like you can only attack people who are 20 levels higher than you or 20 levels lower than you. Okay, so they kind of created safe areas. And the rest of the world in this RuneScape game, it was you were safe unless you were in the wilderness. So I'm thinking something along those lines where there's safe areas for people. Uh, you're not going to lose items or anything. Uh, but then I'm also thinking along the lines of like, okay, there's this whole world where you can go and you can fight other players and like have gang wars and do drive-bys and fucking punk people for their items. <laughs> like you got this guy over here, <laughs> got this guy over here wearing that eight ball uh, boss chain, right? Which is super rare in the game. Let's say it's an item that's super rare in the game. Let's say there's only like 10 of these things that exist in the game. So there's only going to be 10 people in the game who can wear these eight ball boss chains and i'm just using this as an example uh, now let's say this guy's walking around the world and he decides to venture out into like the the street the gang gangland streets and now he's going to be able to kill other players or get killed by other players and he may not i don't know about letting users keep items i think we should maybe their most valuable item. So he may never lose that eight ball chain, but he's going to lose anything else he's holding in his inventory all the way down mm -hmm. to his underwear. <laughs> so he's going to, he's going to be naked again, but also you don't have to have all your items in inventory. So you can collect NFTs, like I've been saying, and maybe have like a closet or like a wardrobe or some, some shit like that and store your NFTs there. But then like, okay, today I want to wear this hat. And today I want to wear this shirt. Today I'm going to carry this gun and basically dress your guy on a daily basis if you want, really. And then if you're planning on going out to the streets, well, you better fucking throw your Kevlar vest on, man. And you better make sure you got a few a few weapons and a bunch of bullets, right? Maybe a yeah. knife or something. So you load your guy up and you – yeah. This is this is all just in my head. This is this is not decided or anything. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Really, uh, the team is coming together right now and brainstorming. We know we do want to create a game. Uh, we want to venture away from like a card based game because 
there's a lot of those out there and we do want to be unique with this and actually create something pretty, pretty fucking rad here. Um, we are going to have to hire game developers and more developers and a lot of artists for this. So it's going to be an expensive undertaking, but we have no intentions of quitting. We, we have full intentions of moving forward with this game. Like it's, it's yeah. our dream to do this. We, we want to build this. Yeah. And I do want to ask, um, in, in this, you know, obviously this is all in your head, but would you see like, you know, players can purchase land or, you know, and that, that element still exists in something like this too, right? Potentially. Uh, possibly. <clears throat> and it might not be like land. Like in our world, we'll probably just have set, set stages. Like, okay, here's like the first city. Maybe we'll build the first city and it's like, this is, and then we'll, gotcha. we'll divide the, divide the city in half or something and it'll be like this this part of the city is the east this part of the city is the west but then we want to leave it open to expand those cities and build additional cities depending on how many players we have for this game right <laughs> so mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know about selling land and like creating like this builder for people where they can build like buildings and whatnot that might be a little more than what we're trying to do i think we want to focus on building your characters and building Mm -hmm. your avatar and then having like our land that we've built where you can go and roam and play and kill the west side because fuck the west side (laughs) so wait okay so there's a question no one asked this question are you east side or west side i'm i'm the east side boss g (laughs) <laughs> i started the east side gang so it's kind of funny actually i remember when this came across we had started the discord i'll, I'll just go into the story because it's fun uh, we started the discord and nobody was in it and a team member we had who left the team before we even launched uh i don't know what happened but he just left love that guy by the way wish he would come back if you're listening to this um he's like well well why do we why don't we like create an east and west side bot in 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 discord and people can choose like a faction when they join i was like oh okay well you guys figure that out because i'm not going to try to figure out a discord bot dude literally within like 10 10 hours this guy he had a bot already and set up he's like all right join the discord and so i joined the discord with the new uh with the new account as a test and it's like oh welcome to whatever what gang do you want to choose? And it, you know, we still have it up. This whole like choose your gang thing inside our Discord. It's kind of like our captcha. Even you can't even talk or join the other channels until you join this gang, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, I don't know. It's kind of cool uh, how that came about. The whole east and west thing. And then at that moment, though, where it's like, okay, choose a gang. I was like, all right. Well, I choose east, and I chose myself as the east. And I'm like, all right boss time right i'm the boss of the east <laughs> um, um that's awesome and yeah, that was fun s- all right so we've got two more questions from the uh the twitter ama and one of them is is a big exchange question which is is there any plans for any of the uh thugs tokens to be listed anywhere uh, so we don't have any specific plans. We haven't contacted anybody to get listed on any exchanges. Uh, if we do get listed on any exchanges, it's more than likely going to be 
cred and possibly guns. I can't really see drugs or, uh, well, drugs because of drugs. And then uh, thugs is going to be hard to list also because of the burn mechanism. We are listed on a decentralized exchange already called ZDEX. So you can do limit orders there. Uh, Cred is the only one listed there. The exchange owner would like us to get him a little more exposure before we were able to list our other tokens. But he said he would list every one of our tokens. And that exchange, it's a decentralized exchange. So all you have to do is connect your MetaMask to, to the exchange, and then you can trade right from your own wallet. Uh, as far as like a centralized exchange goes, yeah, we would love to be listed on, let's say, Binance or something, even though from my past experience, watching tokens get listed there, it causes quite a big dump. But it would be nice if we could get cred listed on some major exchanges. And that would be our intentions to list cred somewhere, but we have not contacted anybody. Gotcha. Awesome. And I imagine they, they'd want to charge you a bunch of money to do it, which may or may not be really in the interest of the project as well, right? Right, and because, well, you think about it this way is, okay, well, Binance, I don't know if they charge a fee for listing a Binance Smart Chain token or what. If they do, that's odd because it's really like they should help promote these projects that are legitimate on their network. Uh, but if you think about it, for us to pay another exchange that isn't Binance to list one of our tokens, well, why would we do that? They're basically competition to us, right? If you think about it, we have our street swap AMM and hopefully the plan there is to ultimately offer uh, limit orders and more trading tools for traders. So if we're competing against these larger exchanges, there's no reason why we would be like, oh, well, here's $5,000. Now, can you list our token and compete with us? Right? Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one more question, and then we'll wrap it up. And the question is, do you have any other leaks or, you know, some free alpha, if you will, uh, for, any, for anybody? Uh, well, we're going to be releasing the new Trap House design hopefully this weekend, and it's pretty badass. I've posted some screenshots out there, a few leaks already, so some people have seen it. Um, and then I think in the next seven to ten days, we are going to be hopefully doing our first IDO offering for a, another project. So I won't say awesome. which, but we are possibly going that route coming up in the next seven to 10 days. Very, very cool, man. Well, I'll tell you what, I appreciate your time, um, you know, especially coming on this. And I think it was, you know, this is your first uh, podcast and I appreciate you doing it with us. Um, and, you know, and hopefully I'm excited to see what you guys build and in, in this game that you've got built in your head already as it is. <laughs> uh, and, it's going to be know, pretty probably, awesome to, to see this idea become a reality, kind of like how I mentioned earlier with when we talked about hoes and drugs and a trap house farm and whatnot, and then all of a sudden it was a reality. It's going to be the same when this when this game does become a reality. 
I appreciate you guys having me on too. Uh, and it's it's awesome what you guys are doing over there at BSC News. I'm, I'm proud of you guys. So keep that up too. I think it's something that this space needs. So I appreciate yep, absolutely. that. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. Yep, and I guess we'll uh, we'll meet you on the streets of uh, streets of the game in the in the you know in the war here in uh, two <laughs> two to three months. Is that what you said, or did I just make that? Oh uh, no, I can't I can't put a timeline <laughs> on that game. You know, game developers are crazy. I don't know how these guys work. So yeah. uh, I would say a lot of details and uh, timelines and roadmaps as far as the game goes will be released over the next month or so, just to give people a, an idea of when the game game could come about but yeah like i said we're going to be doing it in uh in uh well like theo said uh actually i don't i don't remember what he said but <laughs> oh mo modular he calls it modular so we're going to be releasing like portions of this game and it's all going to be tying together kind of like we did with our trap house right it's it's worked for us yeah. in the past so and the first iteration of that will be some kind of avatar builder so uh we should have more news on that coming up just keep an awesome. eye out. Yes, Sounds sir. good. All right. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the BSC News Podcast. If you are interested in being a guest or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit www.bsc.news slash categories slash podcast.